Good morning. My name is Jeanette Morrow, and I'll be reading scripture for you this morning. I'd like to ask you to stand, join with me as I read. This morning's scripture is from 2 Kings chapter 5, verses 1 to 15. Now Naaman was commander of the army of the king of Aram. He was a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded, because through him the Lord had given victory to Aram. He was a valiant soldier, but he had leprosy. Now bands of raiders from Aram had gone out and had taken captive a young girl from Israel, and she served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, If only my master would see the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. Naaman went to his master and told him what the girl from Israel had said. By all means, go, the king of Aram replied. I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So Naaman left, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten sets of clothing. The letter that he took to the king of Israel read, With this letter I am sending my servant Naaman to you, so that you may cure him of his leprosy. As soon as the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his robes and said, Am I God? Can I kill and bring back to life? Why does this fellow send someone to me to be cured of his leprosy? See how he is trying to pick a quarrel with me? When Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his robes, he sent him this message. Why have you torn your robes? Have the man come to me, and he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and stopped at the door of Elisha's house. Elisha sent a messenger to say to him, Go. Wash yourself seven times in the Jordan, and your flesh will be restored, and you will be cleansed. But Naaman went away angry and said, I thought that he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, wave his hand over the spot and cure me of my leprosy. Are not Abana and Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Couldn't I wash in them and be cleansed? So he turned and went off in a rage. Naaman's servants went to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do some great thing, would you not have done it? How much more then when he tells you, wash and be cleansed. So he went down and dipped himself in the Jordan seven times, as the man of God had told him. And his flesh was restored and became clean like that of a young boy. Then Naaman and all his attendants went back to the man of God. He stood before him and said, Now I know that there is no God in all the world except in Israel. May the Lord bless the reading of this word. You may be seated.
Good morning. Good morning, church. Um, you maybe have heard Alexander the Great. He was a king of Macedon, and during his life, he was one of the history's most successful military commanders. At the age of thirty-two, he died, and his last words were. Bury my body. Do not build any monument. Keep my hands outside, so that the world knows the person who won the world had nothing in his hands when dying. Alexander had won the world, but he could not control his fate. There is a character in the Bible, a lot like Alexander. Although Naaman was a successful military commander. And he was highly regarded. There was something he could not control: the fact that he had leprosy. What is leprosy? Leprosy appears on skin as white and pink spot, and it was incurable. And、um, it spread all over the body, and it is a long-term bacterial infection, resulting in skin. And nerve damage. People with leprosy were considered unclean. The first treatment only became available in 1940s. This brings us to the point that no matter how much you have achieved, no matter how talented you are, there is and will always be something you are out of your your hands. But God is and will always be in control. Through Naaman's life, a young Jewish girl, Naaman, encountered God, and God, through the prophet Elisha, Naaman was healed. It was a miracle. Even Jesus mentions Naaman in Luke four twenty-seven. And there were many in Israel with leprosy in the time of Elisha, the prophet. Yet not one of them was cleansed. Only Naaman the Syrian. God chose Naaman. In verse one, he was a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded, because through him the Lord had given victory to Aram. God chose Naaman to give victory to Aram. Where is Aram? Look at the map. Aram is just next to Israel, and it is located in the present day of Syria. And during that time, Israel and Aram were enemies, and they have wars all the time. God chose a young Jewish. Girl, who had been captured from Israel to Aram, though the Bible does not say explicitly, the young girl's family were most likely killed or captured during the war, and she herself was captured, taken to Aram, away from her home and everything she had grown up with, and became a slave of Naaman's wife. The same, the very same Naaman, 
who had led the army in the war against Israel, the girl's country, tore apart her family. All things considered, the girl, the young girl should hate Naaman. The young girl should hate Naaman. But no, what did she do? She took pity on Naaman and asked Naaman to seek God's healing through Elisha. If only my master would see the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. Can you care or so pity to someone who has torn apart your family? The young girl was faithful to God. He, she wanted people to witness the greatness and power of God through the healing of her master, Naaman, a highly respected man to many people. Why did Naaman listen to the girl? Remember, the girl was a slave from Israel, the enemy of Aram. I believe that the young girl's life had been a testimony and it gave credibility to what she said. The girl was faithful not only to God but to her master, Naaman. And Naaman listened to what she said. The young girl is very admirable, isn't she? She was a slave and in most people's eyes, she has no status. No. Even her name wasn't mentioned in the Bible. But she was faithful to God. She was willing to forgive, to forgive someone who tore apart her family. She humbled herself and to obey God for God's glory, not for her own. God often surprised us by the people she had chosen. In God's eyes, there's no weak or poor. Look at Jesus' disciples. Peter, a fisherman. Matthew, a tax collector. God, uh, 1 Corinthians 1, it says, God chose the, what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is, what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God can choose anyone for, her work, for his work. Let's look at Laman. He went to the, to the king of Aram. Why? He wanted to use his status, a great man in the sight of his master. And he wanted to use the diplomatic channel to see Elisha in Israel. What was Naaman taking to Israel? He was taking with him 10 talents of silver, 6,000 shekels of gold, and 10 sets of clothing. 10 talents of silver equals to more than 600 pounds of silver. And 6,000 shekels equals to 150 pounds of gold. How much was it? Just look at the gold. 6,000 shekels if we convert to the present value, market value of gold, it's more than 4 million US dollars. That was a huge amount of money. What was 
what was Naaman trusting? He was trusting in his position, his power, and his wealth. Then the king of Aram sent a letter to the king of Israel, believing the king of Israel could control the prophet Elisha. You see, people are believing in their understanding. When the king of Israel received the letter, he was panicked, thinking the king of Aram wants to find an excuse to attack Israel. He said, am I God? You know, he was so terrified by the circumstances, losing the sight of God. The Naaman, then Elisha agreed to net Naaman to see him. But Elisha didn't come out to meet Naaman. He sent a messenger to say to Naaman, Go, wash yourself seven times in the Jordan, and your flesh will be restored and you will be cleansed. Jordan River? You know, Jordan River is always muddy. How can Jordan River heal Naaman? That's why Naaman went away angry and said, I thought that he, Elisha, would surely come out to me and stand on and call the name of the Lord and his, uh, his God, wave his hand, his hand over the spot and cure me of my leprosy. Our Lord Abana and Father, the rivers of Damascus, Aram, better than all the waters of Israel. How prideful was Naaman? How prideful was he? He looked down on Israel and believed Elijah would come out to meet him because of his status, because of what he was carrying. And then, what does the Bible say about pride? God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. The same sentence appears in James, 1 Peter, and Proverbs. God opposed the proud. Pride can stand in the ways of experiencing God. Fortunately, Naaman had good servants. The good servants were trying to convince him God already put the servants around Naaman. Look at what they said to Naaman. My father, showing respect and submission, if the prophet had told you to do some great thing, would you not have done it? The servants knew Naaman very well. They knew, they knew Naaman was a powerful man, but Naaman was a courageous man, so they chose their words very carefully. Although they are servants, they are wise. God chose the, the weak in the world to shame the wise. Then Naaman went to Jordan River, and to wash. What Elijah told Naaman to do is simple, isn't it? 
just dipped in the water seven times, but to Naaman, it was not easy. It was not simple. Remember first, Naaman was a military commander. He used to give commands. Now, he needs to obey. Second, Naaman was a highly respected man. Now, he needs to go to Israel to dip into the muddy water seven times, and there will be a lot of people watching him. And I believe for the first six times, nothing happened on his, on his skin. But there is healing in Naaman's inside. Maybe for the first and second time, Naaman will say, okay, I will prove it. It isn't work. It, it, it isn't working. But surprisingly, Naaman kept doing it. Third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. Why? Because Naaman knew that that was the only hope for him to get healed. There was no other way. Naaman changed inside from pride to obedience. And God changed Naaman from pride to humility for Naaman to know that God is in sovereignty. God is in control. The healing was by God's grace, not by the water, not by Naaman. Amen. And then, humility is the cure for pride. Humility and faith go together in experiencing God. After going to the, into the water seven times, Naaman was healed. And the Bible said his skin was clean as of a young boy. Then Naaman and his servants went to see Elisha. This time, Elisha came out to meet him. But Elisha refused to take any gift because God's grace was not by, it's not by work, it's not by silver, it's not by gold, it's a gift from God. Even though when he go back to Aram and living in the midst of idolatry, and he asked God's forgiveness if he enter into a, a temple of idol. And God knows our weakness, our limitation. It's important to be honest to God to ask for forgiveness. Then Elijah said, go in peace. The same go in peace also mentioned in Luke 8.48 when Jesus healed the bleeding woman. Jesus said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. I want to use the Philippians 4, 6-7 to conclude our response to God. Philippians 4, 6-7 Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God 
and the peace of God which transcends all our understanding will guard our heart and mind in Christ Jesus. First, we obey by faith. Do not be anxious about anything. If we analyze less the situation, the less will be our anxiety. Like a little child to obey his father. I remember when my daughter was young, when I told her to do something, she just obeyed. But now, she's still obedient, but I need to tell her more reasons. Just do it. So whenever, uh, next time when you walk by a sport gear company to see the slogans, just do it. Maybe this is a reminder for you to obey by faith. Second, in every situation by prayer and petition, we humble ourselves to God. We pray to God. We kneel down, pray to God. And then, with thanksgiving, praise God and give Him glory. God is in sovereignty. God is in control. Last week, Pastor Joe shared the story of Gideon and we learned about how to see things from God's perspective rather than our human perspective. We are just like a, a jigsaw puzzle. We are a piece of jigsaw puzzle. And God has a bigger picture. We do not know God's picture based on our limited understanding. But we put our faith to God. And then... We, the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Go in peace. The peace is from Jesus Christ. So I'd like to take this time to, say, to share something. The time when I was in Vietnam. Because of my job, um, the company sent me to Hanoi, Vietnam from 2009 to 2014, and I relocated from Hong Kong to Hanoi with my family, uh, my wife and my daughter there. The project team, the company, had five experts. My boss and myself were this, uh, from the same company, and we worked with the other three experts from the partner, our partner company. And also, we have other local people. One day, my boss sent an email. My boss was a CEO of the company, sent an email to all experts, saying that today, after work, we'll go for dinner, and after dinner, let's go to karaoke, let's go to light club. And this time, Jimmy has no excuse not to join us because today is my birthday. You know, my boss was the CEO. When I disobey him, and he will lose faith to all people, I didn't know what to do. I prayed to God, and I also called my wife and asked, him, asked her, to pray with me over the phone. All of a sudden, 
a verse came to my mind, Galatians 1.10. Am I now trying to win the approval of human being or of God? Am I now trying to please people? So I went to see my boss and I said, Happy birthday. I can join your dinner tonight, but after that, I will go home because I promised my wife and God not to go those places. And I left the room. In my heart, I felt peaceful, but I knew my career is finished. It's done. One, about two months later, I received an email, again, email that scared me. But this time, was from a human resources manager. And the human resources manager told me that I was nominated to a training course for a week in a famous business school in Switzerland. I said, no way. My boss will not nominate me. Then I went to tell my boss. And my boss said, who nominated you? Why you go, not me? (laughs) The story doesn't end here. A year later, the company called me back to relocate back from Hanoi to Hong Kong. I didn't know why. Even all of us didn't know why. Because my job had not finished, the project had not finished, and we, all of us loved living in Hanoi. Then a month later, we understand why. A month later, after we were back to Hong Kong, my mother-in-law, my wife's wife, uh, my, my wife's um, mother, she was diagnosed with stage four cancer. The last stage. Because we are in Hong Kong, my wife could take care of her, talk to her, pray with, pray for her, and. Just uh, daily, just talk, talk to her. And we pray for her. That was five years ago, stage four cancer. My mother-in-law. Last month, on my birthday, I received a message from my mother-in-law wishing me happy birthday. God has healed her. Amen. I give all the glories to God. It was by God's grace. Church, I understand you may be facing some difficult time. Maybe you are a single mom. Maybe you are struggling with your marriage, finance, you are unemployed for a long time. Or maybe you are a student, you're confused about the future. And I know some of you, you left your home country to come to Hong Kong for work. And you miss your family. It's not easy. It's not easy. We may not know why God put us in these situations. 
a church do not lose faith in God. Second Corinthians 12, it says, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. You may say, I made so many mistakes in my life, I could not restore the things I damaged. If we are in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone. Second Corinthians 5. We may not start well, but we can choose, we can choose to finish well. When we feel hopeless, hopeless end, God will turn hopeless end into endless hope. Naaman was actually seeking the healing for his inside. Now Christ has filled his heart. We are all like lepers in God's eyes, but the righteousness of Christ has cleansed us, just like God did on Naaman. It's all by God's grace. Ephesians 2, 8-9 For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourself. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Grace cannot be bought. Grace cannot be dictated. Grace is a gift from God. It all depends on how we respond to God. Looking at Naaman and the young girl, how do we respond to God starting today? Will you please join me to pray? Father, I thank you, Lord, for today we have our brothers and sisters who proclaim the faith in Jesus Christ by getting baptized. May, Lord, you guard their heart, their mind. We also thank you for today you used the story of Naaman and the young girl for us to know you are God. You are in control. Lord, help us to walk faithfully. Help us to humble ourselves and help us to praise you in every situation because, Lord, you are in control and not help us to go in peace. Thank you, Jesus for your blood to cleanse us, just like what God has cleansed Naaman. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.